up, everybody? This is Taman. Tyrese. And we are the Lazy Duds Podcast coming to you. Uh, it is not technically the first week in August now. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2021. So, yeah, we made it another week. Um, what we got tonight, man? Uh, another preview. NFC East, but uh, first, before we get into that, I want to get into this uh, rant real quick. The logic behind a player deserving a championship is makes no sense to me. So, everybody has been with the new Lakers signing, has been on the whole Melo deserves a ring, or Westbrook deserves a ring, or whoever, right? Even uh-huh. last year, oh, Chris Paul deserves a ring. Like, none of these guys deserve a ring, right? <laughs> like, they deserve respect for their accomplishments, but they don't deserve a ring. Like, that's something that they earn. You don't just, oh, man, you play in the league. I like you. You've been in, you've been putting up numbers. I like you deserve a ring. No, that's not a thing. What's happened is ESPN... I guess mostly ESPN and Fox Sports 1 hadn't really been around that long, but they created this narrative that players only deserve the maximum amount of respect if they got a ring. Which is is bullshit. No, these dudes are still legit even without a ring. Like, this whole deserve a ring for you to earn their respect, that means nothing. Like, we should be respecting and enjoying these players games while we can before they retire instead of hoping they get a ring so then we can show them respect. Like, nah, man, show them the respect they deserve now, even without a ring. Like, it makes no sense to me. Hey, <laughs> well. I feel you. Um, so let me ask you this. Is it, uh, what do you think, uh, I mean, I know you said ESPN, but what do you think uh, is behind uh, that move or that reasoning? Oh, it's all narrative. So ESPN switched to being a 24-hour uh, news station, but sports news doesn't happen like that. Well, when you switch to being that type of brand, you got to make shit happen. So... How else can they provide content during slow uh, months or weeks or whatever? Create these narratives of, oh, is this player better than this player? Or is this player truly who he is as being one of the top uh, athletes in their sport without a ring? Like, yeah, they are still one of the top, top athletes in their sport without a ring. The ring means nothing. That's just so... It's like this. If these players deserve a ring, why even play? Like, what's the point of even having an NBA Finals? If, yeah. Oh, you played long enough, you deserve a ring. Like, not. Nah, it's just a, it's like a lifetime achievement award at that point. Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's not competition. You well, don't deserve I was going to say you. Uh, it reminds me of uh, the participation trophies. That yeah, they exactly. Give out in, exactly. Uh, uh, Once we get to the point where uh, X amount of players been playing for. 15, 16, 17 years, now he deserves a ring. Like, no, man. That's not how it works. You don't, They don't need a ring for you to respect them. Stop letting people put those narratives in your mind. They're still great regardless of if they have a ring or not. 
Okay, uh, so let, let's keep going with this for a second. So, uh, do you think that contributes to what I think is an increase in players later in their career uh, jumping to teams uh, oh, yeah. to chase rings? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because it's a lot of that has to do, in my personal opinion, a lot of that has to do with. Post basketball life as well. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure all these players want to ring. Like who doesn't, right? Like yeah. it's it's saying you reach the mountaintop of your sport. But I think a lot of it has to do with also what is my legacy going to be. Clearly, I have to have a ring to be defined as one of the greats. And you, but you don't. You don't have to have that. You can still be one of the greats without a ring. Only only one team wins a championship. <laughs> so that means that only one team has great players? No, that's not how it works. There are so many great players in the league. that That's NBA, NFL, all that. There's so many great players in these leagues that only one team wins a championship. You can't be defined as uh, uh, by your ring count because it's not possible. If that was the case, we would need multiple tournaments to really capture how great these players are. Like, Westbrook's had an amazing career. He doesn't need a ring to define how great his career has been. But wouldn't that be the icing on the cake, though? Uh, I mean, from a personal perspective, sure. But it doesn't mean they don't need to be defined as that, right? Like, if he never wins a ring, is he no longer a great player? Was he not a triple-double machine if he doesn't win a ring? Like, yeah, don't – like. A ring would be great for anybody's career, but it's it shouldn't be a defining factor. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right, point taken. All right, well, anything else? Nah, that's all I got. <laughs> all right, good deal. All right, so up this week, we have continuing with our NFL preview. Uh, last week, we did the AFC East. Uh, this week we got the NFC East. Um, I hate the Cowboys. Um, not really. Uh, so my brother likes the Cowboys. Um, so, you know, it's a little sibling robbery thing, but, for the vast majority of Cowboy fans, y'all really do think that you're America's team and you haven't won anything in 20 years um, but, but that whole that whole mantra came from availability right like any, any team could have taken that title back in the 80s and 90s because they were the the Cowboys are the only team available on TV especially well, yeah, in, in, in our area well they, I mean they had Mostly it was the East, but the Cowboys were available in our area before the Panthers got popping. That is true. That is true. All right. So, preview. Who's up first? Uh, going in order, based on savings from last year, starting with Washington. Um, they won the division at 7-9. and nine. <laughs> I mean, I think we see a little bit better than that this year. It's from the division winner, I mean. They're going to be, but for Washington in particular, um, I like that they picked up Curtis Samuel um, at receiver, and then they also picked up De'Ami Brown. I think both can create a dynamic situation uh, at at receiver. Um, Curtis Samuel, he can put him in the backfield. You can put him in the slot. 
Um, he could put him in the, on the edge and let him run deep routes. So he did a lot of that at Carolina. I was mad to see him go, but I understand because he he was he was demanding or not demanding his his production um, made him too expensive, which you never want to see. But with DJ Moore also being productive, we wouldn't be able to pay two top receivers like that. So. Uh, I figured he would probably land in Washington with the Ron Rivera connection. Uh, real quick, I want you to go. This is not an NFC East thing. I want you to go and look at uh, the Bills roster. It's like nine former Panthers on that team. But anyway, <laughs> back to Washington. So um, I I I like uh, the uh, William Jackson signing. Uh, helped solidify their corner uh, position. What what I didn't like is they didn't try to get a quarterback in the draft. Uh, they got Fitzpatrick. He's not a long term option. So with uh, you not sold on Fitz, man. Nah, man. At some <laughs> point, at some point, he's 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 gonna fall off. Like Father Time is undefeated unless you're Tom Brady and LeBron so far. But Fitzpatrick isn't one of those guys. I think eventually, I think this should be the year that he falls off. Um, I'm looking at them around six or seven wins. I don't know enough. Uh, I don't. I don't think they have enough to uh, bolster their offense without uh, QB um, that can actually get things done. And I think they should have tried to move up in the draft and get somebody. But and then they also have a lot of off the field issues right now. COVID issues as a team with not necessarily uh, outbreaks, but. Uh, discontent between the team and the coaches about should you or should you not get uh, the vaccine like Ron Rivera wants all the guys to get the vaccine because you know he has cancer so right, he right. is a high risk person so he in his mind he's like man y'all can't do this for me and they're like nah we, we can't <laughs> so you know I think there's some discontent there and, and you know, that's, that stuff bleeds over so We'll see. Maybe it might rally them together, but uh, I, I don't think. I think it's going to be more of a distraction than anything. And I, don't, I don't think they're going to have a pretty a good year this year. So yeah, I'm looking at them around six or seven wins. I don't have the sports book uh, over and unders pulled up, so I can't uh, cross reference. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next team, and I'm going to look up sports book. I got you. All right, moving on to the Giants. Uh, they finished six and ten last year. Uh, I like their draft. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but uh, he's a linebacker out of Georgia. He slipped in the draft to them because he uh, he has some persistent knee injuries from high school. Uh, they cre- uh, he had a knee injury in high school and it was creating arthritis in his knee. So a lot of teams were off on him. But if they can get production out of him. Uh, that'll be a steal for them because he, he's, he's actually a really good linebacker. Um, they picked up Kenny Galladay. Uh, big fan of that move, um, giving Daniel Jones somebody to uh, number one receiver to throw to. Um, Adore Jackson, they picked him up as well. Uh, I like that move as well because it improves their uh, their secondary opposite. Yeah, Adore Jackson opposite uh, Brad Berry. You got Jabril Peppers and Logan Ryan in the secondary as well. So I think their secondary is going to be really improved. Um, but main thing for them is this is a make or break year for Daniel Jones. Like, is he going to be that dude? 
moving forward. He only had 255 more passing yards than Joe Burrow last year. And Joe Burrow missed uh, six games uh, because of a knee injury. Um, so, you know, that's got to be that's got to be a lot better. Which, I get it. Last year they had some injury issues, especially with Saquon out. Their line wasn't that good. Um, I like That's why I said I like that they got some more weapons around Daniel Jones. And with Barkley coming back, their running game should be a lot better. So, um, I got them finishing with eight wins. But all that depends on the production of Daniel Jones. Like, is he going to be that dude? But... I mean, we all know Dave Gettleman. Even if Dave Jones isn't that dude, he's too stubborn to say he was wrong. So he'll probably stick with him even if he has a terrible year. Gotcha. And just for the record, uh, we've got, ooh, Washington at eight and a half wins and the Giants at seven and a half. Yeah. Huh. Pretty high on Washington. Interesting. Okay. All right. I mean, Alright, moving on to my pop's favorite team, <laughs> Dallas. Um, so they picked up uh, Mike Parsons at Penn State, and they picked up Keanu Neal uh, from in free agency from uh, Atlanta. Uh, Parsons adds the ability to disrupt the run game, and as well as uh, Neal, uh, looks like they're going to play him in the box for run support rather than playing him at safety like uh, he was in. Uh, Atlanta. He's a really good tackler, so that should help them out a lot. Um, they also picked up uh, Kelvin Joseph, which is uh, could be a really good pickup for them. Uh, he's a cornerback. He adds a lot of speed on the in the in the uh, secondary, but he ran. A, I mean, he ran a four three forty, so he's he's fast. But what the knock on him was? They said he wasn't focused because I guess he dropped like four albums in college. But uh, I mean, to me, I don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, I don't know that, that sounds like focus to me. Right. Because now, dude, that sounds like a college student. I, I mean, look, I never went to college on campus per se. Like uh, I did all of my school like online while in the military. But I've lived in the dorms in the military, and that sounds like somebody in a dorm, like yeah. bored as hell. What are you going to do? Like, so I don't know how that was a lack of focus, but uh, that's, again, that's probably one of the narrative-driven things. Like, oh, man, he's making out and he can't be focused. But I feel like if a white quarterback ran a 4-3-40 and put out a bunch of uh, acoustic guitar sound <laughs> albums, they would be raving about it. So. He'd be down to earth. <laughs> yeah, they would write all the great narratives about this dude, but... Man puts out four rap albums and he's not focused. I ain't never put out a rap album. Uh, my homeboy Fig right now is putting out a rap album and this man is stressed. So and I don't imagine. I've had some experience with that and yeah, it takes time and well, maybe not so much the money anymore. Uh, but still, uh, I, I, you, you got to be fairly focused uh, to do that and go to school. Yeah. And play football, so yeah, yeah. It just it sounds like he was a a kid in a dorm. Like you can only do so much football. So yep, you can't play football twenty four seven. So <laughs> that seemed to be a weird uh, weird knock on him in the draft. But again, he runs a four three four forty. So that type of speed, uh, I, I can't believe he slipped anyway. But 
outlook for them outlook for them is uh, with Dak healthy and the offense that's around him right now, they can actually do some damage. Uh, if they can get some good production out of Zeke, they got Amari Cooper, they got CeeDee Lamb, like they have weapons at receiver. Dak could very well it if he last year before he got hurt, he was he was throwing the ball really well. He's slinging that thing. And so if he can pick up where he left off before the injury, uh, I think he'll have. I think they'll have a really good season. I got them winning ten wins. Um, I saw something about uh, them not going to the um, one of their preseason uh, practices or games because of uh, COVID protocol. But I don't know if they had anything. I think that was just a precaution. So as long as they don't have those issues, look. But I mean, I guess that can go for any team. But yeah, I, yeah, I got I got true. Dallas winning 10, 10 games. All right, and sports book got him at nine and a half. So, all right, right on. All right, last but not least, hey man, you uh, so far so good. I must say, hey man, on, say. Pa- on, on paper I'm winning. Well, season, we got to see season, how the season, season plays out. Yeah. Season starts, I'm gonna get everyone on wrong. <laughs> It's going to be something wild, like whoever, like, oh, look, Philly, they're next. They're probably going to win the division, even though I have them finishing last in the division. But uh, Philly finished 4-11 last year. Um, biggest move, uh, Devontae Smith was out of Alabama. Nothing needs to be said about that dude, man. <laughs> we want to talk about a dynamic playmaker. That dude can do everything from the receiver position. So I think he is a huge get for them, especially trying to figure out what uh, they're going to get out of Jalen Hurts. I really like that they brought in Joe Flacco as a backup slash mentor type to Hurts. Mm-hmm. I think that'll go a long way for him. I think uh, he... Helped RG3's, uh, I'm sorry, not RG3, uh, Lamar Jackson. He helped his development uh, a little bit while he was uh, in Baltimore. So I think that's going to be a big deal for for uh, Philly, having him as, I don't think he has any game left, so I don't think Hurts has anything to worry about about him taking a spot. But I think he's more of a, in a mentor role. Um, they brought in Anthony Harris and... That should add some strength to their secondary life or secondary. He had a down year last year, but uh, it's probably an, I think it was an anomaly based on the type of season that it was. Uh, they also went out and got uh, Landon Dickers, a center out of Bama, but I thought that was a weird pick. Um, he's a center with a lot of uh, injury history. So I don't know why they wasted a very, you know, a decent pick on him when they could have went out and got a cornerback. Like Asante Samuel Jr. was still on the board. Kelvin Joseph, who I guess, you know, you took a guy who had multiple injuries, including a busted ACL recently, and over Kelvin Joseph, who put out some rap albums so he's not focused. Like, that doesn't make sense to me, especially when you needed secondary help. And with the speed that Kelvin Joseph had, I thought Kelvin Joseph has, I thought they would go with him. But uh, they went with a center who may not even play this year. Makes no sense to me. But uh, I think the outlook for them is uh, the, I think, four to five wins. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts is going to struggle with 
uh, defenses having film on him. I know he had a really good season towards, or really good season. He had some really good games towards the end of the year. Last year when he did play, uh, mm-hmm. he didn't set the world on fire, but he came in and it looked like he gave them a spark. But uh, I don't think that means anything. I think that team was just reeling from not being able to get anything done and just made a quarterback switch and everybody was excited to see a young guy, you know, do some things. But I think once teams actually have a film on him, uh, I, I think he's going to struggle. And uh, so, yeah, I got them at four or five, four to five wins. So we'll see how that shakes out for them. But that's all I got for the NFC East. All right, and for the record, uh, Sportsbook has the Eagles at uh, six and a half, so I guess they're a little higher on Hurts than you are. Well, uh, I think I'm not accounting for the extra games. Yeah, I was thinking that because I'm looking at this list, and the lowest number of uh, wins that they have projected is uh, four and a half. Yeah. For the Texans, yeah, uh, and that seems awfully high to me. Uh, I, you know, I, I would think they would have somebody uh, with two or three wins. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I forgot that this this is the year, and I forgot this last time too. I got I gotta gotta get my shit together. Uh, <laughs> this is the year that they're going to uh, seventeen games. Eight, yeah, eighteen eight seventeen games over eighteen weeks. So I think that is where the so I mean basically everything I said add one do some math people yeah. add one to everything I did. This is an interactive podcast. I'm giving y'all an opportunity to be a part of it. Add one to everything that I said. There you go. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, I don't have anything except for respect the athletes that you love watching. They don't need a ring for you to think that they are great, regardless of what ESPN tells you. They're great players, regardless of a ring. A ring would be great, but they don't need it. That's all I got. All right, and there you have it. All right, well. <laughs> Check out the website. Uh, I think it's Buzzsprout. Yes. Dot, no, it's lazydads.buzzsprout.com. Uh, new episodes will be up. Uh, check us Spotify. out on Spotify, uh, iTunes, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Um, Dark web if we have to. Hey, keep an eye out for the website. <laughs> uh, we're going to have some interesting stuff. We're going to get some videos up there for you. And uh, yeah, appreciate you listening to the Lazy Dads. And uh, until next time. Peace.